Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I <laughs> and I love watching scary movies, and so I watch them and I tell you about them. And we are missing our Henley this week. Uh, that's why we're we're gasping we're in gasping. shock. We knew we knew we were missing her, but it's still it hits hard, you know. It hits hard when you hear that <laughs> hear that gap in the intro. Yeah, Ugh. it really shook shook me to my core, but. Yeah, okay. How are we doing this week, Emily? Just you and me. Is did anything scary wow. happen to us? It's very it's, it's, it's this intimate little moment we're having, just the two of us. <laughs> um <laughs> I okay, so I I'm I have moved. I have moved apartments. Um it's official. And Con- congrats. Thank you so much. Um I have not I will say I have not fully moved out of my other my old apartment. Like I moved in here, but I still have to like clean. I have to do all the like shitty stuff now. Ugh. Um it sucks. I'm not That part sucks. Yeah. So that'll be scary. It is a looming scary thing that I have to deal with, but I haven't done it yet. What mm-hmm. I have done is begun the process of incorporating a new cat into a home with three other cats. <laughs> To make t- a total of four cats in this home. A total of four cats in this home. <laughs> um, and now the way I phrase that is maybe confusing. I did not get a new cat. Good God, no. No more cats are being added to this home beyond what we already have. This is the amount that you already had between the two of you. It's the existing amount. Joel, for very long, has had two cats. Um, I have had Mabel. And then, or in, as listen, some listeners may remember, over the over quarantine, a little kitten started living in the yard at Joel's yard at the time. Uh, and we just, we couldn't say no to him. He's so special. He's so cute. So that brought Joel's total up to three. My total remained at one. I have moved in with Joel and now we have four cats. That in and of itself, pretty scary. It's a lot of cats. Don't get me wrong. It's also amazing, but you know, you have to be very intentional about incorporating cats. It's a, anyone who, is not a cat owner is like you may not know that it's a fucking whole thing yeah to incorporate cats you can't just bring a cat into a house with other cats and be like figure it out like that will go so wrong and you will that it will be very bad mm-hmm. so we're following a, a strict regimen uh, laid out by jackson galaxy some of you may know uh cat whisperer very mm-hmm. famous cat uh, uh, i'm familiar <laughs> i'm familiar Yes, cat professional. Um, and I will say so far, it's going fabulously um, and slowly. <laughs> it's because yeah. uh, especially like, you know, Joel has three cats. So we're doing every step of this process times three, which takes mm. longer. So it started with you. You 
keep you have a base camp for your new cat. So Mabel and I are in the office um, at all times. Well, not me. I get to leave, but Mabel's in the office at all times. <laughs> and um, and then she's there and they and the, when you, they never see each other. She never lays eyes on these other cats. Um, and you just let them become aware of each other's sense. And you um once the the new cat is am I going to talk about this for fucking like four hours I need to speed it up um, once the new cat is comfortable in their quarantine environment you can do um, what's called site swapping we're still in stage one site swapping is stage one and you again never let them see each other you cover their freaking eyes um, I would like bring put Mabel in her carrier cover it with a blanket bring her out put the existing cat or in our case three cats into Mabel's um, base camp they can smell it get a feel for her while she gets to roam the rest of the house alone free of other cats but she can smell the smells you do that a bunch of times um, until they seem comfortable and are aware of each other's sense. Meanwhile, you are feeding them on opposite sides of a closed door so Mabel's in the office and they're on the other side of the door and they eat at the same time on opposite sides of the door so they're aware of each other but they again can't see each other and you start with the bowls far apart and you bring closer and closer and closer to the closed door and once Mm -hmm. they're comfortable with that then you're ready for phase two phase two is they still don't interact with each other but they are able to see each other we allow eye contact so what we do is we feed them now on opposite sides of a baby gate (laughs) i have a baby gate that i purchased for this uh (laughs) process and but you know because again three cats so they were doing it one at a time uh and so it's taking it's taking a while but they've been we've made eye contact with every cat every cat has locked eyes with Mabel and how, how did it go? What were the reactions? You know what? I was very nervous about bringing Mabel into this home because she has only lived with me so, solo, <laughs> solo, cat. no other mm-hmm. cats. The only interactions I've seen, and she's also a fucking diva. Like big, she has a she's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a big personality. Um, mm-hmm. She. Uh, the only interaction I've seen her have with another cat is when a neighbor, like neighborhood cat, came up to my doorstep, and she could see him through the screen door, and she fucking from across the room like charged the door hissing. Like I was like, yeah. oh, if the door weren't there, she would have fucking attacked this cat. Yeah. So I was nervous. She's doing so well. These cats are doing so well. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of all of our cats. They're being really good to each other. They are there. You know, we're getting a little some hisses um, and, you know, some little like like that kind of growl, Mm -hmm. but not like nobody's everybody's body language is good. Nobody is scared. Nobody feels threatened. Everybody's just a little bit annoyed. Mm -hmm. And like, that's fine. That's fair. I I keep describing the tone. Also, this is all I've been thinking about for two weeks now. And I feel like a very um, unwell. But uh, (laughs) They, I would describe Mabel's meows, the tone of them, as like, ill. Like, she just does a little, like, ugh, and then is fine. Like, it's, it's not, not like, fuck you. No, it's not, fuck you. It's not like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It's just like, ugh, like, why? Um, so that's sort of where we're at. But I'm so, I'm really, I'm so proud of everybody and so pleased because this could have, you know, it, this could have, it's already taken two weeks and that's, that's it going well. <laughs> yeah. And so it could have really been a lot worse. And we're very pleased. Yeah, that's great. I yeah. really am surprised to hear how 
long the process is because yeah i had a friend who did what you described where they just threw two cats into a house together and it did not go well for a while but then they eventually did become friends but it was like they just fucking fought and fought and hated each other for a long time and then they one day like got over it and like started bathing each other (laughs) yeah that can happen that can definitely just seems like a much more stressful we're trying to get environment for everybody by the time they're all like in the house together they we're not dealing with like i mean there will be hissing there will be some fights probably but we don't want anybody to be like what the fuck is going on you know like by the time they're in a room together they'll be like i get it you live here fine um and maybe eventually they'll become friends i don't know i you know i bet they will that would be it'd be cool we're still probably at least a week i think we're i think we're talking two weeks until they're just out in the house together like non unsupervised yeah. um but yeah. even that is like a one month way faster than i thought it was gonna be so i'll I'll keep you guys posted i you know we'll freaking see yeah keep us posted i it's a lot I'm, i feel like it's going well and i hope it keeps going well i think thank it you will. so much thank you sammy has anything scary happened to you this week you know um not not particularly. My check-in is going to be a little bit all over the place here. I just hey, have a fine. few a few small things to say. And one of them is congrats to the winner of the Hot Dad Tournament. Oh, on the, my God. <laughs> on the iHeartTSDW Instagram page. If you haven't seen it, you should really check it out. I think he has saved the tournament to like the little story highlights. Hell yeah. And Gong Yu was the, was the victor. Thank God. There is justice. Which, yeah, I did. I did. That was my prediction from the get go. But it's just, hey, you know, folks, she knows her hot dads. I know. I know my hot dads. <laughs> but yeah. And then Seamus, who runs it, also got us a fucking cameo from Tony Todd. Oh, my God. I, I, wow. Seamus. Thank you. What a Valentine. And he called the podcast too scary. Don't watch. So we will be changing the name for Tony <laughs> to, for, Tony, for Tony Todd's sake. <laughs> um and there was one thing oh yeah and then he also started a fucking subreddit which is just (gasps) yeah so we there is now a too scary didn't watch subreddit which i have not joined because i feel like i don't know it's weird for me to be in there so that's mommy spying (laughs) (laughs) that's for that's for you guys i promise i won't peek i won't look that's your safe space (laughs) oh but yeah it just um just really delights me to to know that it exists because as listeners will know i have really reddit has slowly but surely become my little social platform of choice i love it so much but yeah i certainly even if i joined the subreddit i'd have to make a burner you guys can't see the shit i do on reddit that can't be <laughs> that can't be public mummies <laughs> <Not the end. laughs> uh, it's not naughty so we're much your it's parents. just Listeners, we're your parents. (laughs) That's right. Mm -hmm. Um, But no, I just like the anonymity of Reddit and that I can just post Mm -hmm. whatever I want. I like the freedom in that. So, yeah. So that's that's it. None of them are scary, but I just thought they were all worth mentioning because they really made my week. And this will come out a little later than we're recording ahead of time because I'm going to a bachelorette party next weekend. So sorry if it's old news. Sorry. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what do you want from us? Sorry. Um, but this week's movie. Mm. I'm so fucking excited about it. It w- okay, 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 wait. Okay, 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 okay. okay, okay. okay, okay. I was okay. just going to start talking, but let me tell you what it is. You don't, don't start talking. Don't start talking first. Okay, it is The Night House, which came out just this past year in 2021. It was uh, one that we had promised to do, and then, I don't know, just kind of, we didn't do it, and <laughs> <laughs> it fell off the radar for a bit. And the other night, and I was trying to decide what to watch, I thought, you know what? We could do that. We made that a we promise. Prom- we made a promise, and... You know, better late, better late than never. Um, it was directed by David Bruckner, who also directed The Ritual. Oh. Mm-hmm. And it's written by Ben Collins and Luke Petrowski, starring Rebecca Hall, Sarah Goldberg, Vondi Curtis Hall, and Evan Jonakite. And it is available to rent for $3.99. And I had heard such good things about this movie. I remember the poster very well. There was a period of time where it was like everywhere in LA, like yeah. plastered up all over the place. The poster is very cool. Um, but yeah, for some reason, I just, I just, I, I guess because it came out like around Halloween and so many horror movies There's came out going at, on. at that time. And so it just wasn't at the top of my list. But, um, but yeah, I'm really glad I got around to watching it. And as you guys know, I mean, the ritual is so crazy, and I feel like this is similarly... Ooh, yeah? Like, a lot of the same kind of stuff. I feel like David Bruckner is a really interesting director, and I don't know, once you see two movies of a director, you're like, okay, I'm now a fan of this director. Uh Like, as opposed to, like, I'm a fan of the movie, The Ritual, it's like, okay, now I feel like I'm a fan of David Bruckner. I like like what he's doing. Congrats, David. Congrats, you got a new fan. You got yourself a fan. And I'll wait and see. <laughs> um, we'll try to we'll try to get you a second fan, David, by the end of this podcast. <laughs> David, if you're listening, and we know you are, mm-hmm. uh, we'll try to get we'll try to get me on board. Let's see if you can do it. And if we do, maybe we'll start a subreddit. We'll see. <laughs> Dave sub subreddit David Bruckner just talking <laughs> about his two movies. The two movies. Um it has a 87% on Rotten Tomatoes, a 68% on Metacritic, and a 6.5 on IMDb. And let me actually look up the budget. Okay. I guess the budget is not available. So, Well, David, there's a knock against you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it made 15 million, 15.5 million. But I... That number is meaningless without something to compare it to. (laughs) Was it a success? Was it a huge failure? I I just have no idea. So, oh well. Oh well. It premiered at the 2020 Sundance Film Festival and was then held from release until a year and a half later because of the COVID-19 pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Something about... (laughs) As if we're not still deeply within it (laughs) because of the COVID-19 pandemic if you can recall yeah take yourselves back to remember 2020 (laughs) Uh, um, 
But that's basically all the trivia I could found, find. There was nothing about this movie. This movie's so secretive. No budget, oh no trivia. God, David, what? David Bruckner holding his cards close to his chest. It's his secret little movie. David, I want to know. I think the mystery maybe adds a point. I feel like. Yeah, I think we we're back at we're back at zero, David. <laughs> we're back at zero. <laughs> You lost one, you gained one. What's it going to be next? Let's just keep a running a running tally. Have <laughs> you seen, uh, did you ever watch Third Rock from the Sun starring John Lithgow as a sitcom? I recall the sitcom. I do not believe I ever watched it. Okay, so the premise is that they're a family of aliens disguised as humans. Fun. And there is a, an episode where... <laughs> John Lithgow's character learns what tipping is, but like kind of doesn't fully understand <laughs> God, what it. What a good, just fucking straightforward premise. Because then you can do anything. Anything yeah. goes. They they could be learn. They could learn about anything for the first time. Yeah, I love it. Okay, tipping. I'm on board. And so, but he does. He does a little variation on it where he at dinner leaves a stack of one dollar bills on the table and like takes one away anytime the waitress does anything <laughs> that annoys him or puts it back if she does a good thing <laughs> so david that's what we'll be doing with you david that's you that's us that's right now <laughs> um so okay yeah that's all i've got let's watch this trailer which is oh a teaser God. so Ooh, okay that's fun yeah i feel like it'll it'll it's 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 perfect i really Safe. like this teaser safe to watch okay all houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses through the open doors the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floors. We meet them at the doorway, on the stair, along the passages they come and go. Impalpable impressions on the air, a sense of something moving to and fro. crazy this movie genuinely like really scared me i think if i had seen this in theaters i would have been terrified because i also heard it was a really loud movie there's a couple of jump scares in it that are whoo god they'll get you they'll get you god it looks so cool and so scary i um before we started watching it I saw like the first image of the house and I was like, oh, that's so pretty. I want this looks cool. I wonder if I could I was gonna ask you, like, do you think I could watch this? And the second the trailer started, I was like, no, 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 no. No, it's pretty scary. Whoa. I mean But yeah, did you notice the part in which there's like a man's outline in the in like a negative space yes. and then it turns and looks at her? Just remember that I will reference it again because that happens okay. a couple times and it's so cool the like production yeah. design or whatever they did to do that is like really yeah. awesome y'all yeah. need to watch that everybody i don't i don't normally say this everybody needs to watch that teaser because wow we 
That's a yeah. good. That's a freaking good teaser. And I just I pulled up the cast because I'm like every single person I saw in that trailer looks familiar to me, but I also don't like know why. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those where I'm like, I've seen you. Why? Yeah, Rebecca Hall is um, awesome. I mean, she's such a good actress, but you're right. Like, I don't I know that I've seen her in a bunch of stuff and I literally can't name anything. I just watched Passing, which was her directorial debut. She is not in it. Um, Oh, cool. Man, you know what I know her from? Hmm. Godzilla versus Kong. Oh my gosh, there was a trivia <laughs> that there was a trivia that I didn't include that she said the practical effects in the, the night house was refreshing after doing so much green screen work on Godzilla. Godzilla. Okay, this guy, why do I know him? He's married to Zosha Mamet. Mm. Oh, it's easy. The Netflix show Easy. That's oh, what I, I recognize him I from. I didn't see that. It was pretty good. And then the other girl I recognized from Barry. That one I knew. Yep, yep, yep. yep. That one I She's knew. Great. And then this other guy I recognize. And do we like this? Does everybody <laughs> like this <laughs> thing that I'm doing, which is just taking myself down my own memory to figure out why it's hard. People... It's hard to not like when you see something you recognize. Your brain wants to understand. You know what I recognize him from, which is a thing I haven't even seen. So it must just be the trailer. Um, Eve's Bayou. Or did I watch Eve's Bayou? I did watch Eve's Bayou, right? I can't remember. I I did. I know. What an interesting moment to not know if I, like, now the podcast has fucked with my memories where I'm like, I know it, so I must have seen it. Guys, this is what we can do for all of you. This is the whole point of the Freaky Podcast is that you can not only tell people you've seen things, you might convince yourself that you, <laughs> you might have seen believe them. that you have we seen can it make you believe um okay i know where everybody that i recognize from that trailer i know why i recognize them <laughs> and now i can continue okay i'm sorry i'm gonna stay on it for just a second <laughs> please, longer please stay on it <laughs> because i i i think one of the most frustrating moments and this happens occasionally to me is when you recognize someone, an actor, and you look at their IMDb page and nothing makes sense. And you're like, no, I like know this person. Yeah. Or or you'll see like one movie that you've seen them in where they're like a tiny part that you don't even really remember that movie. And you're like, there's no way they made that big of an impression on me that I'm having this reaction. Yep. It drives me crazy when I recognize someone and then can't make it make sense. You know what? You know what? I'm going to stay on this. I'm going to stay on this. You know what drives me crazy? That happens sometimes in LA. I see someone and I recognize them. And I'm like, I recognize them because they're an actor. And I don't even know how to look them up. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what their name is. And I don't know what I recognize them from. So I just have to sit there being like, what? What is it? And I've done this before. I try putting in like search terms where I'm like, guy, actor who looks like this. And it's yeah, like, like brown hair, 30s. Get yeah. Doesn't get you there. Also, no. as I'm saying this, I'm realizing there was a time before the internet entirely where people just <laughs> had to like wonder. <laughs> and we're so frustrated because we're like, why don't I have the answer immediately? Immediately. I know I do need that immediate gratification, instant gratification. Tell me, make it make sense. Maybe before the internet, people were just more used to, like, maybe now that we know we can know, it makes the not knowing worse. I think that's right. Did it used to be tough? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think people probably used to not really care. They'd people like, oh. probably used to not care. What a time. All. What a time to be alive. Ay, yay, yay. Also, 
oh man, I just had another moment where I was like, that, you know, we're not that young anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like it used to be like if you would talk about like when we were like 20, if you would talk about, oh, the time before internet, everybody would be like, oh, you know, that I, I I remember getting like a lot of eye rolls when I was like younger and I would say things like that because it's like most of us lived in that world. Right. And now that's not true. And like right. we are now old enough that that's not true. Right. Anymore. It's like we're like our parents with cell phones. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Where I'm like, I didn't have my first cell phone until eighth grade. And it was a Nokia that I you like clicked all the big buttons. And it's like, yeah. I guess those are kind of the same time. I know we're still young, you guys, but um, I just mean we're not the youngest anymore. It's true. We're really not related. The youngest. Really related to that freaking line. And but Burnham's special inside, you know, we love it. We love it. We love him. Oh, the 1990. Uh, yeah, part? I got used to meeting people who weren't used to meeting someone who was born in 1990, and it's like fuck. Yeah, we're not fucking. Yeah, that's not. Like, it, it's the, not no, nobody cares. unique anymore. It's not unique anymore. Nope. Fucking Christ. <laughs> <sighs> um. Okay. Let's talk about the night house. Let's talk about the night house. I'm really excited to tell you about it. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. That teaser it teased. It teased. Yeah, it's it's good. And I think it delivers. So we'll see. <laughs> David, we'll see. David! Money's on the table, David. Let's see what happens. I think we added a dollar for the trailer. Okay, we, added, we got one dollar on the table for David. <laughs> we will mail him the amount of dollar bills that he earns. Yeah, David, we're going to need you to send us your P.O. box. Because we don't know. We don't know if he needs it. Because we don't know how much money the movie made. <laughs> That's right. So we don't know. Yep. Does he need it? Should he be sending money to us? Like, David... That's on you, David. That's on you. <laughs> okay, let's freaking talk about it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. 
that's a hundred dollars off and less than seven dollars per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for a hundred dollars off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Got it. Okay, we start, we meet our protagonist, Beth, and she is arriving home at the lake house. We saw in the trailer, the it's a beautiful lake house like big windows but definitely you know ideal spooky movie setting very spooky where is it set uh geographically it's in syracuse is that how you say that yeah (laughs) hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so yeah but it's kind of remote in the woods it's lakefront and she has no neighbors around really there there's some but they're you know far you can't far too far for probably what's about to happen yeah and so she's arriving home. Someone is is whispering, not whispering, but talking really gently to her, saying, are you sure you're going to be OK? I can stay if you want. And she says, she says, no, I'll, I'll be fine. Goes inside of the house. This woman leaves and has given her a Tupperware of food, which is something people usually do when you're in mourning. They will cook for you and give you food. Hmm. And Beth goes inside throws that Tupperware straight in the trash and pours yourself a big glass of wine. Mm, very rude. <laughs> um, and she is just, it, this is the middle of the day. She starts getting drunk. She finishes her wine. She goes downstairs to uh, into the basement to get bottles of brandy there's a lot they have like a lot of liquor down there and she grabs a bottle of brandy it's immediately pretty unsettling her being in a house by herself there's a lot of mirrors in this house a lot of reflective surfaces so you'll see her shadow kind of moving behind her in a way like i was very on edge like where's the thing gonna be where's it gonna be Mm. Um, but nothing happens. She is just getting drunk and then she puts on some wedding videos, which shows us that it is her husband who has died. Oh, oh God. And she is just watching these wedding videos, getting drunk and crying. Oh, and she then that night gets into bed and she is stroking the pillow, the empty space next to her. And then there is a knock on the door in the middle of the night. Well, a little. And she jumps up. Oh, no. (laughs) And also like a knock on the door. Just when you did that, I got scared. Like, how often does someone knock on your door that you're not expecting? Like, literally never. I literally will uh, pretend I'm not home. In the oh, middle big, of the day, and it, I know time. that it's an Amazon delivery person. Like I'm like, shh, 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 shh. <laughs> and I like don't move, and I'm like don't 
Like, don't um, make a fucking no, sound. Don't sound. make a fucking sound. Nobody lives here. Nobody lives here. Nobody lives here. Nobody lives here. <laughs> so yeah, imagine being alone in a lake house Mm-mm. in the middle of the night and mm. hearing a knock on the door. I would literally, my heart would explode. I think <laughs> I would just drop dead on the spot. Heart would literally explode. Mm-hmm. So she goes down to investigate. And we got a lot of creeping around in in hallways, dark hallways at nighttime in this. I'm movie. guessing this house is too big for one person to too be. Too big for for sure, for sure, too big. Mm-mm. She goes down into the basement, doesn't see anything, and then comes back up and closes the door to the basement behind her. And it is kind of an opaque door. And as she closes it, the silhouette of a man is behind it. She mm-hmm. sees it. Like freaks out and opens the door and nobody's there. So she just saw this outline of a man and then it's gone. But uh, like a bit of a frosted door to the basement situation is smart. Yeah. Basement owners should adopt this practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And she wakes up the next morning on the like the living room floor. She's like been too scared to get back into bed or something. Mm. Something. Uh, She wakes up, she gets dressed, and she is heading out of the house, and she sees that the gate to the uh, little dock out front of her house is open. So she's, again, yeah, lakefront property, and there's a small little dock that has stairs going down to it with a small rowboat there. And as she notices that this gate is unlocked, she is investigating, looking around, and she sees footprints like bare footprints coming up from the dock she steps down to look further and she sees that the footprint footprints look like they come just straight out of the water like they start just at the edge of the dock not where the boat is just at the water's edge she thinks she's creeped out by this and then there's a loud bang a gunshot and all these birds fly out startles her um, she starts making her way back up towards her car and runs into her neighbor and gets startled by him. His name is Mel. Um, and he's so sweet and he's like, are you okay? Uh, what's, what's up? And she's like, did you just hear that gunshot? He's like, no, I'm, I, what, I didn't hear anything. And I don't know. We just established that she does have one neighbor somewhat close by that I guess walks his dog or something and mm-hmm. and they seem to have a nice a nice relationship and she's like oh, I I got to go I'm I'm going to work and so she arrives a little bit late to a what looks like a teachers conference she's at a, a school and it's a meeting with all the teachers everyone looks surprised to see her there she goes down and sits next to her friend Claire who is Sarah Goldberg who says you did absolutely did not have to come today and like nobody expects you to be here right now and she's like I you know uh I'm just I'll just go crazy if I don't do anything like I still have papers to I have papers to grade it's the end of the school year and so then it goes to a scene in which Beth is in her office grading papers and a disgruntled parent comes in complaining that her son got a C because she said he could make up an assignment and then he could improve his grade. And Beth says he didn't make up the assignment. And she says, well, he came in to do it on the last day of school. And she says, I was out that day. 
And the parent is like, well, like that shouldn't be held against him. That shouldn't be your fault. And Beth just snaps and is like, my son, I mean, my husband, sorry, my husband shot himself in the head on that day. So that's why I was gone. But do you want to be like, do you want me to give your son a B and just like, let's loose on this woman. And this woman is completely shocked and like, oh, oh my God, like I didn't, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. And like, clearly Beth just is still very traumatized and just doesn't she's like what like tell me what you, i don't fucking care if your son makes up the thing like this is not a high priority for me tell me what grade you want like i literally could care less about this right now oh my god and the woman's like a b is fine yes thank you <laughs> like, oh. oh lord uh and she one of the things she says in there is yeah my husband killed himself with a gun that i didn't even know we owned and he did it in a boat out front of our house. So we know now that that little rowboat that she saw is where her husband died. Fuck. Oh, oh, fuck. Um, then back at home, she, she goes home after, after work. I'd argue she is not ready to be back at work. I would think that. I would agree. And she goes home. We see Mel again. And... He offers, you know, he says, you just say the word and I will tow that boat away. And she says, Mm. she says, no, it's okay. I'm thinking of selling it with the property. She is debating selling the whole house. It's obviously very hard to be there. And she says that Owen built it. He was he was we find out he was an architect. Mm. And they were married. They would have been married 15 years. This They were coming up on their 15th anniversary. Whoa. So they got, they got married pretty young. Yeah, They'd I was going to say. Dang. Been together a long time. Uh, then she's back in the house uh, watching more home movies of him building the house. She's filming him, you know, like cutting wood and stuff. And she's boxing up some of his belongings, which is something that is just... One of those things that you don't think about, but obviously when someone dies, like all of their stuff is still everywhere. So she's like putting his toothbrush in a box and that kind of thing where it's just like absolutely devastating. God, that's sad. So she's boxing all of his things up and moving them into the basement. And he has some books of his uh, architecture, like plans, floor plans, drawings. And she starts thumbing through them, seeing they're 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 kind of weird they're not like typical houses they're strange geometric patterns like just not like any house you've seen and it's she's confused and looking further and eventually flips to a floor plan of their house uh, as it is a normal one and then on the opposite page there is the reversed floor plan and he has scribbled some notes that we don't really know what they mean that say like trick it don't listen to it uh reverse floor plan what and she's really confused by this but doesn't really know what to make of it oh no and then she goes to bed and again and that night in the middle of the night the stereo turns on and starts blasting this song that's probably a significant song to her and Owen because she recognizes it. It's a great song. I've I've been listening to it now. It's called um, Calvary Cross. I really like it. (laughs) Mm. But it sounds like kind of a date night song. You know what I mean? Okay. David, one more dollar for music choice. Mm -hmm. 
and she's obviously terrified. She wakes up in bed. She can't move. And uh, a text comes through on her phone from Owen. And it no. says, it says, come downstairs. Ah! And she is so scared. She texts back, who is this? And he texts back. Great. What I, What's interesting is, I mean, it's a horror movie and I, I believe it's a haunted house movie. So I was like, oh, his ghost is texting. But in the real world scenario, you would be like, oh, someone's Someone has fucking with phone. me. This is bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, also very, very, very scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either way, it, we don't like it. It's not good. <laughs> it's definitely nothing good. No. And so she, he then responds again, don't be afraid. And she presses call to call him. And it's kind of staticky and weird sounding. She's saying hello, hello. And a distorted man's voice says, look out the window. Oh, my God. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and she stands up and she's so scared and starts moving towards the window, looks out and sees on the lake. Owen naked standing like he's walking on water and he slowly turns to look at her and then she wakes up again on the floor of the living room. Oof, 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 oof. Okay, okay. <sighs> Crazy that the text don't be afraid didn't work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> hey, just look, just don't be scared. <laughs> yeah. Um. So first thing she does is she checks her phone the texts are not there. It's uh, as if they didn't happen. She gets car keys and goes to her car and grabs a box, uh, uh, seemingly like a police station box of all the th belongings that were on him when he died, including his phone. She powers it on. No texts on his end either. Um, but as she's going through his phone... She starts looking through photos and she notices a photo that looks like um, her in a library looking at a book. But then she kind of looks closer and looks confused. And then we cut to a scene of her showing it to Claire and saying, what do you see? And Claire says, I see you in a, at, a, at a bookstore. And she says, that's not me. Like, I don't have that blouse. I, I, I've never worn that. That's not me. And... She starts thinking, like, was Owen having an affair? Like, what is going on? She's really confused. But can you see her face? No, it's like her face is covered. So her hair, it's someone definitely with her, like, body type, her hair color, hair length, but with just, yeah, her face covered. So She's anybody like, turned... would think it, it is her, but yeah. you can't prove it. Okay, okay. Yeah. So she's kind of spiraling a bit. Claire is like trying to comfort her saying, you know, remember your Owen, that Owen that you loved, like no matter what else was going on, he was that too. Like he, he was both. Yeah. And like, you don't need to be doing this to yourself and come, come get drinks with me tonight. We're going, me and two of the other teachers, we're going out, get your mind off some things. So, um, they go out to drinks that night and again, Beth is like getting real drunk. She's like just drinking brandy is now her drink of choice and she is just chugging it at an alarming pace and they're having a normal chat and then she cuts in, Beth cuts in, you guys believe in ghosts? And starts oh, Lord. just revealing, I think I'm being haunted. Like, I think my dead husband is haunting me. I got a text and then it's it wasn't there and I don't know what's happening. And they're obviously all like very 
concerned about her that she is not. So she's not she doesn't think this is that was a dream. She's like this. I was asleep. I did wake up. I got the text and then I I woke up on the floor. Like, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I think seeing that silhouette, like it's just been creepy enough in the house that she is. Okay. She's like, yeah, I'm being haunted. Okay. Yeah. She's like, something is up. Um, and then I can't remember how it comes up, but one of the other teachers that's there, they're like saying, yeah, like, we're so sorry about your husband. Um, and she's like, well now, you know, he might've been having an affair. I like, it's like, did I even know him? And someone asks, did he leave a note? And she says, yes, he did. And she pulls it out of her purse and she reads it, reads it to them. Everyone is incredibly uncomfortable. Well, kind of a weird question, to be completely yeah, honest. Don't don't ask if you don't want to know. Don't ask about someone's dead husband's suicide note. I think don't that's, ask. I think that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So she pulls it out and reads it, and it says, "You were right. There is nothing. Nothing is after you. You're safe now." And she is just like they're like, "What? Like what does that?" mean and she's just getting drunker and saying like I don't know but like my he's haunting me he's back now and Claire's like okay we need to get you home and Beth is like yeah you're right wouldn't want to keep him waiting like she's just uh, yeah leaning into it Um, then back at home Claire takes Beth home and Beth continues drinking she's like pouring more drinks Claire's like please like I don't think you should drink more and Beth is like, I lied about the note. I do know what it means. And she says, did I ever tell you when I was 17, I died for four minutes. And everybody asked me afterwards. She got in a car accident and was legally dead for four minutes. And afterwards, everybody asked me, you know, what what did you see? What did you feel in that four minutes? And I could see how much they wanted something And so I lied and said I saw a light or something like I would make something up. But the truth is, there was nothing. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. It's just tunnel. And I can't unknow that. And so I like I know what's going to happen when you die. And it's just nothing. Like an awareness of nothing? Yeah. (laughs) I think I think that's what she means. And so. Uh oh, yeah. (laughs) And so she's like drinking, 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 eventually lays down onto Claire's lap and is kind of, you know, drinking herself into into sleeping and is getting um, tired and and starting to fall asleep and just says, you know, can you stay here? Stay till stay till I fall asleep. And it gets really quiet. And then there is like one of the biggest jump scares (gasps) I've ever seen this and there's one in the haunting of Hill house that stand out as like the two craziest jump scares I've ever seen because it's coming from like complete silence. And then it's like every noise in the house happens like the radio blasts on the wind chimes are, are, are flying. The wind chimes are, fly- <laughs> <laughs> are flying around oh, like crazy. Wind chimes. I would know. That's actually kind of a good sign. <laughs> Um, and Claire is gone and it's like the, it's now the middle of the night and she jumps up and she's trying to confront whatever's happening. She's yelling, you want to say something? Talk to me. She grabs a flashlight and goes outside and sees 
someone running like behind the in the through the woods and turns and is like hello and then more women start r- running and they're just like well, these it's women, women it's women like running through the woods and jumping off the cliffs at the end and she like doesn't know what's happening and then sees across the lake a house lit up that looks like her house and a voice says in her ear the boat and so she goes she goes down to the dock and the boat looks as it was the day that her husband killed himself. It is like covered in a plas- plastic tarp with blood all over it and his clothes folded into a pile. So maybe he was naked when he died because we saw him naked on the water. I'm not sure. But um, as she is investigating the dock, we see she she keeps saying like, Owen, Owen, are you here? And we see, again, the bloody footprints come out of the water. And she's looking scared, but also a little bit excited. Like, there's a part yeah. of her that is like, Owen, is that is that really you? Like, are you really here? Show me if you're here. And she closes her eyes and just surrenders to this moment. And then is dipped backwards as if in a dance. Mm. Um, but it also knocks her out or like knocks her into a trance and then she is lowered into the boat seemingly unconscious now and rowed across the lake to the other side where the other house is and she wakes up and climbs out of the boat sees the house it looks exactly like her house but the reverse the the numbers like the address is backwards like everything is backwards of this house and mm. she looks up into the windows it's lit up and inside the bedroom is a woman who looks like her it's not her and owen comes up behind this woman in a like sexual way and then in an aggressive way and the woman turns and runs and owen kind of hangs his head in his hands looking ashamed And then Beth sees this sort of thing repeat in other windows of the house and eventually goes to go into the house, opens the door, the front door, and then it's daytime all of a sudden. And Beth sees herself sleeping on the couch in the living room. And then Beth wakes up on the couch in the living room and looks to the door that she just opened and it's open. It's a very cool sequence. Whoa. <laughs> it is trippy as hell. I'm giving a dollar for it. <laughs> um, so then Beth gets up and she pulls Owen's computer out of uh, a box, a, l- a little laptop, and starts looking through his photos, f- locates the one photo of the woman in the bookstore, and somehow... F- finds the original files in his computer and finds photos of a ton of other women that look like her. Like it's a a dozen women. That's just all these different photos of women. Um, and Oh my, she gets, she goes to the other side of the lake now looking for that house that she saw in the dream sequence, whatever happened, she's over there searching and she runs into Mel, who is over there walking his dog. He's like, what are you what are you doing over here? I think this is Mel's property, maybe. 
I'm not sure, but um, she's like, I'm I'm just on a walk. Like, hope you don't mind. But she's being a little, you know, not herself right now. She's got an intense energy about her. And he's like, I do mind, actually. I, I don't think you should be wandering around out here. Like, it seems you're not in a good way. And I just feel like it's just not the best idea. And he's like, come to, come to my house for lunch. Like I, I, I've, you need to not be alone right now. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to finish my walk and then I'll, and then I'll come over there. And he reluctantly agrees and, and leaves her. And she continues looking in the woods and she finds markings on some trees and follows the markings and finds the house. And it is not as the, like the house we saw. It is not a completely constructed house. It's still under construction. So there's tarp and it's, you know, not fully built, but it is, she can tell the reverse floor plan of her house and she goes inside. Um, It's real creepy and weird. Like what the fuck is going on? And she finds a really scary doll. It's a woman figure with her hands and feet bound together and like poles sticking through her everywhere like she's a pin cushion type thing looks very oh, uh, no. i don't know like cursy type thing oh and, no and then she hears footsteps upstairs in the house and she just she she's so freaked out she just like runs out and and leaves and goes straight to mel's house and accuses him like okay tell me what oh she has the doll with her and she shows him tell me what the hell this is he looks so lost he's like why i have no idea and she's like you were trying to keep me away from the house the house is back there he's like i've never seen a house in my back there like i don't know what you're talking about and she says he oh and he was like building a reverse house why was he doing that tell me everything you know and mel says i did see owen there once with a woman i thought it was <gasps> i thought it was you and so i called out to them and she turned and i saw it wasn't you i got you know uh i was didn't know what to do so i, I left them but owen later came to me and said he had urges bad urges that he was he was going to stop he was going to figure out he need he needed to figure out a way to stop these urges and she says what urges and mel says you'll forgive me if i didn't feel the need to ask like obviously he was cheating on you is basically what he's saying in, in this moment i think more I think, than that i, I think, think more i think mm, cheating and murdering <laughs> ew oof. yeah I have urges. Ugh. Ugh. She goes back to the, to her house and again starts digging through more of Owen's stuff in the boxes, finds these books that are like of the occult. She finds a diagram of this of this sculpture woman that she has found and it's something to like weaken dark forces. She doesn't know what the fuck this is, but she sees that all of these books are from the same bookstore. So she decides to go to that bookstore to go ask you some see questions. The one from the picture? It sure is. Oh my god. And she finds that woman. She recognizes her and goes up to okay, her. So she's alive. Um she is alive. Well, I'm on the edge of my freaking seat. What an interesting thing that's happening here. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she finds the woman and says, 
uh, like confronters. Like I think you know my husband, Owen, and it takes the woman a second. Her name is Madeline, this woman. And she's like, uh, I don't know. And he, she says his full name. I can't remember their last name, but uh, eventually Madeline is like, oh, and looks ashamed. And she says, well, don't worry. Like he killed himself. He's dead now. So the situation's been resolved in a way. And Madeline is like completely shocked. And he's like, she's like, you know, since you, since you fucked my husband, like you want to tell me like all the details, like tell me who you are, tell me what he did. And she's like, uh, we did not have sex, but we, you know, we flirted. We went out for drinks once, but we never, we never slept together. Lucky for you, Madeline, I think. <laughs> and then Beth leaves and is like, okay, storms out, goes back home, pours herself another brandy and is kind of challenging the ghost now. She's like, if you got something to say, like, come and say it. Like, what's up? What are you, what are you hiding from me? Like, what the fuck is going on? And um, there's a... Mm. at the house and she is looking around searching for the source of it and she goes down into the basement and is looking around all this like furniture is stacked up in there in weird ways like it's very much a storage room and as she's walking past something something catches her eye and the way that the like curvature of one of the pillars in the room lines up with the frame of a doorway further back like almost like an optical illusion creates the outline of a man in negative space and she stops and kind of scrunches her brow looking at it like that's weird and then it turns and looks at her <laughs> and she freaks out she drops her brandy and she runs upstairs and there's and then she sees Madeline is at the door. Madeline is at the front door. Of her home? Of her home. Oh. And she lets her in. Is like, how did you know where to come? And Madeline says, well, I've, I've been here before. Yikes. Oof. And she comes in. They sit down. She pours them each a nice glass of brandy. <laughs> There's so oh much. My God. So much drinking in this movie. <laughs> So uh, also, like, can you imagine going to someone's house and being offered just a full glass of brandy without asking for it? I'd be like, OK, sure. <laughs> I think Madeline is happy for it because it's obviously an awkward conversation they're about to sure. have. And she says, I thought there was something you should know. I wanted to tell you that um, Owen took me to a, a house across the lake and this house is unfinished. It's right? unfinished. And she says there wasn't much to see, but he was still really proud of it. And we kind of just held each other there for a bit. I know it sounds stupid, but it actually felt really nice. And he just like, he started to cry in my shoulder. And then he put his hands around my throat. And I told him to stop. And you can see Beth's face is like horrified. And she says, I told him to stop and he did stop. Like people have a different, you know, barometer for that kind of thing. Like I think it was just a miscommunication but it scared me and he took me home and he was really apologetic about it. And he said he knew what he had to do, that he had to end it. He had to end it for good. And so I just thought I should come to tell you that like, he obviously felt really guilty about cheating on you. And he was like planning on ending it. Like that's what he was talking about. Right. <laughs> <Bet>. No. 
Madeline, it's not. No, it is not. I believe he was referring to shooting himself in the head. <laughs> that's that's uh, would be my guess as well. Ugh. So she, Beth, Madeline leaves. Beth grabs another flashlight and decides to go back to that house across the lake. It's uh, pouring rain now. It's creepy as hell. It's all very like foggy, and I don't know. You know, just like flashlights panning Ooh, through fog yeah. and rain and everywhere. Is it just na- nighttime? Nighttime, yes. No. And it looks, yeah, just everything. You're just on edge and expecting something to come from anywhere, like an outline in the fog or something, because it keep this this figure keeps appearing in like negative spaces, and it's yeah. So she goes in and again is drunk, challenging Owen's ghost, saying, show me where you are. Like, tell me what the fuck is going on. And she drops her flashlight and it rolls in a, you know, not normal way to a certain spot on the floor and like not where gravity would have normally taken it. So she takes this as a sign and goes to that spot. And sure enough, her foot plunges through the the wood in that spot rude um she doesn't fall through but it just breaks an opening in the floor that she looks into and sees a bunch of women's dead bodies in plastic bags oh no underneath the floorboards of this house that's one of the worst things you could find (laughs) it is bad it is bad And she runs home. She's sobbing. She is freaking out. And she calls Claire, not the police. Mm. Uh, Fuck cops. I get it. Ah, Fuck (laughs) cops. Call your friend Claire. Uh. She'll know what to do. (laughs) I wouldn't want to be Claire. I would not want to be Claire. Look, if this happens to either of us, like if this happens to you, definitely call me. But but also first call the police yeah yeah i think that's Just fair when dead, when dead bodies are and put to, yeah exactly murderers and you call me are involved right after yeah you know like i think this the situation warrants multiple phone calls yes i uh, yeah 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 so but she just calls claire claire does not answer but she leaves obviously a very distressing message crying saying i like i need you to come here i felt him i felt my husband like she keeps like feeling obviously his his presence and like she's like i know he's here i know that's what's happening and it hangs up and then gets in the shower she starts calming down um and while she's in the shower that song starts blasting again and she turns off the shower gets out um comes out is looking around the house and the song turns off and she just breaks down in the bedroom and starts crying and crying and crying and she's like owen like i miss you i just i miss you i miss i miss you so much like i just miss you i love you so much it's really sad um and she's like please like if you're here just show me that you're here like i want to talk to you and she looks up and in the steam on the bathroom mirror it says here Someone has written here. (laughs) She gets up and she starts walking in. She looks cautious, but excited. 
and she reaches out to where she kind of senses his presence and you see her fingertips press up against something. It's a pretty cool like practical effects of showing that she is touching something and Mm. feeling it. And then it shows someone touching her skin, like the indentation on her skin, like she has been caressed by someone and it's very like breathy and intimate. And she's like, allowing herself to be touched by her ghost husband and it um she like reaches and hugs him and you can see that she's like hugging a person she's holding him he lifts her up onto a onto the bathroom counter in a sexual way like is she about to have sex with this ghost it's getting pretty pretty steamy it's steamy in this room in general but it's you know she's being would you (laughs) (laughs) um i mean maybe (laughs) yeah i'm sort of like i mean it'd be hard you love him it'd be hard to say no you know if it was like well you're dead but you're also here yeah i think i would (laughs) (laughs) well let's see what happens here okay yeah i'll i'll our answers, guess, yeah. our answers might change. Maybe it's bad. So, but in this moment, I'm thinking. In this I'm moment, on board. it is. It's like it's very feels like sexy and romantic, and it's like, damn, she's about to have sex with her ghost husband, and she is looking like she is enjoying it. She's like, "You're really here," and the voice says, "Yes," and she's like holding him. She's like, "Owen," and he says, "No." <gasps> oh, oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I'm not Owen. And she freaks out, obviously, jumps up. The bathroom door slams her in there. No. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) And in the reflection of the bathroom mirror, she like wipes away the here. And in the reflection, she sees a woman who looks like her also locked in this bathroom and then sees Owen coming in behind this woman and attacking her, slamming her head against the mirror Meanwhile, Beth is having her head slammed against the mirror by this ghost who is not Owen. And she then after her head is hit, the bathroom door is is then just open and she looks out into her bedroom and it is now reversed. The floor plan is reversed, but it's like her full house. And she walks into the bedroom is very scared, doesn't know what the fuck is going on, and starts seeing women being killed, like, all over her house. She sees a woman that looks like her, like, reverse crawling under the bed. There's, like, whispering happening, like, hide, hide, hide. And she sees Owen dragging a woman in that is already dead, and she's just now running through the house, trying to get out, and just seeing all these various murder scenes happening like watching them all play out all these women be killed and the house is also kind of shifting and we see again negative spaces forming the shape of a man so there's a part where the hallway looks like a man's head it's really trippy and cool the fucking way they did this it looks so good and she is just basically her house has kind of become a maze of all of her husband's crime scenes and she is half running away from it and half being 
mirroring what's happening to the women. So there's parts where she's dragged along the floor, like mirroring the whatever victim at the time it's happening to. Mm. And so she's trying to escape this. The house is very creaky. The like the wood creaking is all I don't just I don't know. Wood creaky freaks me out. I don't know why. It's a scary sound effect. <laughs> um and as she is pulled, dragged down a hallway, she is end up thrown into the living room, which is now lit up and decorated like it's Christmas time with a fire burning, and she sees on the couch is Owen with Beth in in his lap and she is behind them and he turns profile view to look at her and he says you left the night the night we met you left me and she looks confused and says you're not you're not owen and he says i'm the one you saw that night that you died and she said, that night I saw, and he answers, nothing. And he says, I'm what you felt when your heart stopped. You saw me, and I have been with you ever since. I asked Owen to give you back to me. And she's, kind of, she's trying to put this together and saying, and realizing that he, Owen had been uh, this entity had found Owen and was like whispering into his ear basically to kill his wife the whole time. And so he had this urge to kill his wife. And she like remembers a time that he also put his hands on her throat. And Owen's solution to this was just to kill women who looked like her. And Beth says, he tricked you. And he says, for a while, yes. <laughs> and so this whole reverse floor plan was just to make it seem like he was murdering his wife in his house. And it kept it giving them a little, you know, moment of reprieve from being hunted by this nothingness. Whoa! <laughs> and this nothingness... Because she died and it was mad that she didn't stay dead. Yeah. Yeah. And it like fell in love with her. It's horny for her. <laughs> I think it's just trying to lure her back by any means necessary. But it is taking like the form of her husband. And so it, fe okay. it feels like there's some, you know, wow. tension. How? Okay. Um, and then Owen, Owen, nothing Owen, fake Owen, starts then strangling the Beth that is in his lap, and the Beth that is watching then wakes up in the lap, they switch places again, and she looks up, and the way that the ceiling, the, like, curves of the balcony on the ceiling, it, like, makes it, like, looks like a man's face is looking down at her, but it's not, and she gets up, there's nobody there, she's, she's, alone in the house, but still nighttime. And then she is just pulled away by a force, again dragged down another hallway, and she starts being, her hands being pulled to her feet, and she starts getting bound up in that same position as the sculpture we saw. And uh -oh. she is like pulled up in the air, and 
everything's all red lighting, crazy music, and it's really intense. And she looks out, she's upside down, and she looks out the window and sees two moons, one red moon and one regular moon. And then it cuts to the next morning. Claire arriving, obviously concerned about the, f- the voicemail that she received. Oh, Claire, you better be really <laughs> concerned. And Claire is calling out, Beth, where are you, Beth? Um, and finds the that the gun that Owen used to kill himself is missing from the evidence bag. And Claire snaps into a, a panic mode and is like, Beth, 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 runs to the dock realizing you know maybe that's what's happening a recreation and sure enough beth is alone in the boat and it's not at the dock it's kind of floating a bit away and she has the gun uh on her lap and then we cut to beth's pov and she is seemingly in another dimension with this owen nothing man sitting across from her and he says, and, or she asks him, she looks so defeated at this point too. Rebecca Hall's performance in this is so good. We, and we've had little hints that she really struggled with depression her whole life. And she said, Owen never did. Like I was the one with mental health things. Owen never had that. And um, so now she looks just like completely like she has given up and like sink looks like you know sinking into like a depression and she's just says you know where where is he where's where is owen and he responds he's gone but you already knew that and uh we see now mel has heard claire screaming and running towards them so they're claire and mel are running down the dock like trying to get to her and back in the in the nothing dimension he tells beth there there is nothing there's only me like come back to me you can let go like you don't have to be here and she starts raising the gun to her head and looks like she contemplates it and then changes her mind and sets the gun down and just kind of looks at the nothing man and then dimension disappears and it's daytime in the real world and we see claire swimming out to her pulling her out of the boat dragging her onto the dock beth looks kind of like a shell of a person claire's shaking her like are you here are you here beth and eventually beth says i'm I'm here i'm here and beth looks out at the boat and is staring at it and not talking and just staring, staring, transfixed, staring at the boat. And we see the way that the ripples on the water, like shadows on the ripples of the water, make it look like a man's figure is sitting in the boat. And Mel says, what are you looking at? There's there's nothing there. And she says, I know. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> That's cool. There's also like a nice long pause of black before the credits, so it's just like nothing for a bit, which I thought was a nice touch. Wow. Okay, 
Okay, David, I will give you $5. (laughs) Send us your P.O. box. We will be giving you five. Wow. Oh, I really liked that. That was fascinating. I liked it so much. Um, I'm glad that I didn't know much about it going in. Yeah. And there really are kind of a lot of similarities with the ritual. Like, I feel like both have, you know, mentions of the occult and these really surreal dream sequences. And they're just like about how process, like how different people process grief yes. and the trauma of that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was. It was really. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I was reading a review that talked about. I don't know. It said it in such in such clearer ways than I'm about to. But just how. Not even just with people who have had near-death experiences, but just the fact that, like, death is always coming for you is just the scariest thing. And also Mm -hmm. how when you are depressed, how that's both terrifying and also something that you, like, want to sometimes, like, feel like you want to give into. Like, it's like, like, well, if there's nothing, then what's the fucking point? But then it's also terrifying. What's like, well, if I die, then there's nothing. Then, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) And then I also just think having the person you love be like a stranger to you is a really scary thing. Like not knowing that your partner of 15 years was murdering people. uh, Like that's a very scary, scary thing. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. But I do think it is pretty scary. I mean, it, it did scare me. Yeah, I, I, it, the images from the the teaser looked very, very scary. But Ooh. worth a watch if you're brave, I would say. And yeah, I mean, that's about all I got to say about this movie. Oh, good job, I, David. Good job, David. We're fans. We're fans. I think we you can, gained a fan. You know, we'll keep you posted on the subreddit TBD if we create a subreddit for you. TBD. Wow. So her freaking voice? Is she British in it or is she American? No, she's, she's British she, in real life. She's American. Okay. There's just a creepy ghost voice. A little deep, Ooh, deep okay. creepy voice. So, listeners, from all of us here at Too Scary Didn't Watch, <laughs> Good- goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess the thing about having sex with a ghost is how do you know? For sure. Yeah, that's true. You can't see their face. So I think we've all learned a lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And if one episode a week just is not enough for you, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast to become a patron and receive all sorts of extra goodies from us, including bonus episodes, trailer reactions, and more. And no matter what, we will see you right here next week for another episode. We love you so much. Bye. Bye.